What's up, trailers? <laughs> I'm Danny. And I'm Bailey. I just have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are they there yet, my guy? <laughs> yeah, after a week of attempts. I don't know why I went with Beach Fuckboy, but that's what we're sticking with. Almost appropriate. Yeah. River fuckboy. There are fuckboys on the river. Sure. Mine are on the river. I think your cryptid hangs out near the river, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Same river, actually, I'm pretty sure. Hi, uh, we're in Mississippi. There's only one river. <laughs> there's only one. <laughs> there's more, but, you know, you know, it is what it is. Mississippi. There's the big one, the Mississippi River. <laughs> and they're all kind of connected. Yep. Every river is just an offshoot of the Mississippi River, if we're being honest. Uh, a good portion of them. But, That's what I'm saying. Yep. We're finally back in a state that I've been to. I've been there. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever like stayed there, but I've definitely been. I've been we've around. Been, we've driven through it. Yeah. We might have stayed in some like weird lake house cabin things before. I'm I think sure that was over the bridge. I think that was over the river. Yeah, over the bridge. We have to cross that one. Bridge to- <laughs> <laughs> that one bridge. You know the one. Bridge, not the one. But over the Mississippi. <laughs> well, the main one I travel over the Mississippi takes you to Tennessee, not Mississippi. The Memphis Bridge. Yep. Yeah, that one's scary. I literally have driven over it once in my life, and it was this most recent time to go see Nathan's family. I think his uh, like his dad's side of the family mm. for Thanksgiving, I think, or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. It was so long ago, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize. I was like, yeah, I'll drive the first half of the stretch, and you'll drive the second half because it's about six hours, give or take. And so I was like, yeah. I'll drive right the first around the three hour right mark is when you cross the bridge. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that. <laughs> because I know Arkansas. I can drive in Arkansas. So I was like, okay, I can do the Arkansas half and you do the the, the Tennessee half. Because I Tennessee is spooky to me. I hate Tennessee drivers. They suck. I hate them all. And they're like six lane highways or some shit. I hate it. First so time I've like, ever yeah. driven into Tennessee was Memphis. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, we where where are they? Now I already forgot. There's there's somewhere in the middle there. I don't know. We've talked <laughs> about it before. Yeah, somewhere in near the middle there. Go find a past episode. Yeah. And Kentucky, maybe? Probably. But yeah, I had to I literally like mapped us to a Love's truck stop and I was like, yeah, that's where we'll stop. That's about like the, the three ish hour mark. That's where we'll stop to switch drivers. That was literally the Love's truck stop right after the bridge. Like, you get off the bridge, and then you get to the Love's. <laughs> and I was like, I hate everything about this. So, yeah. But we're not in Tennessee. We're in Mississippi. Welcome we're to Mississippi. We're in Mississippi, yep. Uh, about the Mississippi. Um, <laughs> Mississippi is um, a word from Chippewa origin, meaning large river. Oh, look at that. <laughs> How appropriate. Um, Mississippi as a state has seen five of the deadliest tornadoes. That makes sense. Tornado yes. Alley. Yeah. Valley. Alley. Tornado Alley. Alley. We're in it. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's actually been shifting. The, really? There's a weird... Yeah. I, 
think I've read something about it, like, actually moving. Well, because no. I think when I was a little bit younger, I would be like, yeah, I live in Tornado Alley. People were like, no, you don't. Arkansas is not in Tornado Alley. Now it is. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, um, Mississippi, I was right the whole time. <laughs> Mississippi is mostly farmland and forest. Yep. That's why I like to drive through it. Because <laughs> there's nothing. Um... It has um, or has seen several tribes throughout its time, mm-hmm. but there are three main tribes that have lived in the state. The Choctaw, the Chickasaw, the Natchez. Mm-hmm. I know of two others that you didn't mention because they're in my little ditty. That's mm, not Chippewa either? No, it's... Um, is Are they a tribe? They were me- referenced as a tribe. I could be wrong, but the Pascagoula. And Biloxi, I believe, was the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're mentioned in the I talk about Pascagoula as the city. Yeah, I I talk about it as the river. (laughs) Um, I'm kind of reading these out of order. Um, I do that every time I do facts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jim Henson, aka the creator of the Muppets, was raised in Mississippi. It's actually no it's also where Oprah and Britney Spears were born, I believe. Yeah. Someone else. I forget who. Elvis? No. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, Mississippi is where the first human heart and lung transplant happened. Not at the same time, but <laughs> individually. I'm the same person. Yeah. <laughs> they had a lot going on. And then my final one. Um, so Mississippi has the first public university for women. Oh. Um, if you remember, we talked we talked about Wesleyan um, in Georgia, mm-hmm. which is the first like private university. Find yes, find you <laughs> AD Pi sorority stuff. Um, the first public university for women is the Mississippi University for Women. It's actually now a co-ed university due to a ruling in 1982, but it remains the the name remains the same, which I think is so fierce. That is University for Women, and all the men there are like, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. And that opened in I think 1884. Huh. Fun. You know, there's been a lot of baby screaming, and that one was probably Baby's the loudest. Very upset. Uh, she is not. Ha- it's right around bedtime. Oh, it's past bedtime. Two minutes past bedtime. So, yeah, we're not happy about that. She also uh, has an ear infection, her first ever ear infection. So she's on antibiotics, and she doesn't feel good. <laughs> so, if you hear baby screaming, not my fault. She's blame, being taken care of. Blame the allergies. Blame the changing of the weather. Blame sinuses. Which we don't really need as humans anymore. I was reading, uh, what was that? I was reading a thing that was talking about, like, I forget what they're called, but the things that you don't really need, like, evolutionarily, you know? Oh, like yeah, the pinky. Yeah. Like the uh, tailbone. There's also, like, the appendix going on, or nope, yep. nope, nope. Yes, yes. And the, and the, and the. Appendix and, the, and it starts with a G. Gallbladder? Right? Yes. Is, is it that one? Do we not need I that? Think, I don't, my mom The pancreas? Do we need one of those, too? I think I don't remember. pancreas. <laughs> Do we need that? <laughs> But yeah, so I was reading something about it and like sinuses aren't like entirely necessary in the way that they are. I hate having sinuses, to be honest. Mm. So, yeah. I like, I get it because like it's the goo trapping the goo and stuff and the things in the atmosphere and the yucky, you know, but I hate it. Anyway, blame that for the screaming baby. Danny's husband is with the baby. 
Yes, he is. And he's bringing her for her nighttime kiss. Ew. Give her to my, let me give her her kiss before, so that I can continue recording. Okay, go to bed. Night, night. I love you. Night, night. Bye, bye, night, night. I love you. Oh, what a happy day. <laughs> well, that's all the facts I have. Cool. I have I have some facts. Okay, they're not facts. Nothing I'm about to say is factual, I don't think. <laughs> so, so okay. So I'm going to jump into it. So we've mentioned Pascagoula in, in several ways. So we're going to talk about the Pascagoula River specifically. It's got lots going on. Uh, it meanders 80 miles through southeastern Mississippi, eventually draining into the Mississippi Sound. It has been home to many, including... Pascagoula natives, potentially aliens, and even mermaids. Yep, we're talking about mermaids again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now now listen. Okay, listen here. This wasn't my first choice. Okay, it's my only choice. <laughs> I'm too stubborn to do the Chattawa monster because he's way too Bigfoot adjacent. Okay. Oh, I did those... He's a little. He's, I think he's an escape escape circus thing. Yeah, that yeah, but he, he, but he's so he's so bigfooty, you know. When we get to the bigfoot episode, this is the Mississippi bigfoot, so I understand why yeah. you didn't do it. There's also uh, the mud man, the mud monster, mud guy. I don't know. He's in other states too. He's also just a bigfoot. He's just a man covered in mud. <laughs> I I couldn't do it. I could not do them because we're gonna have a bigfoot episode that we keep talking about eventually. And Bailey has the only other, like, specific cryptid in the entirety of Mississippi. And spoiler alert, I don't know if I'd really classify it as a cryptid. Uh, so I'm left with the Pascagoula mermaids, okay? <laughs> That's all we've got. All right. So up front, I'm gonna let you know that there is absolute fucking crumbs about this shit, okay? <laughs> Tumblr posts and one website called mysteriousuniverse.org is what makes up the bulk of my research, okay? And by bulk, I mean all of. <laughs> it's said in many of these sources that the stories of the mermaids in the Mississippi come from oral legend of the natives in the area. So perhaps that's why there's very little on it. Um, perhaps these websites are just saying this in falsity, trying to make themselves sound more legit by using the natives and creating a story with their likeness. Um, that's kind of what I'm gear it like kind of what i'm leaning towards happened not like trying to upset any of the natives listening uh because like if it is legitimately a story from a tribe or a nation i would love to know i would love to hear it but i'm what i am hearing is this one presumably white man <laughs> talk about the the super cool native legend that he totally knows about <laughs> I think we've done another one like that that tried to attribute it to Native Yeah, I think it was one of mine that I did. I can't remember what it was, but they do that a lot where they're like, it's so totally a legend of the natives of the land to make themselves sound more legit when they're really just spewing shit out of their mouths, you know? So uh -huh. that that's kind of what I'm leaning toward. Uh, yeah, but if anyone knows, I would really love to hear it because it is, it is a little interesting. Um, so the legend goes of the Mississippi mermaid it's that of the singing river and the pascagoula is called that 
for a reason of which I will now explain. So according to this website, there was a princess of the Biloxi tribe, Anola, who was in love with Altima, the chief of the Pascagoula tribe. When the Biloxi chief then heard of this, he was angered and he led his tribe into war against the Pascagoula. So the peaceful Pascagoula tribe, they were very chill, very, very just vibing. The men, women, and children, they all joined hands together and sang while they walked into the river and drowned themselves. So sad. Um, and since that time, the river has been known to sing. Some say it was from the Pascagoula tribe that swims beneath the water still today. Mm. So that's that's the little ditty. That's a little tale. Uh, an 1892 article in the New Orleans Times, Picayune, Picayune, Picayune says <laughs> that people came from far and wide to listen to the flute-like sounds that are rubbed off from the river as a de deft hand bush brush fuck a deft hand brushes melody from the rim of a crystal goblet very pretty so people coming from far and wide to listen to this pretty singing off the river <clears throat> i cannot stop right now and i need to and i hope that didn't fuck up the audio again <laughs> so there's a catholic missionary from DeSoto's time and if you don't know DeSoto. Hernando de Soto uh, was the guy who was attributed to discovering the Mississippi River in 1540. And when I say discover, I mean, you know, air quotes discover, because, you know, it was there already, and there were natives yeah. there already. Anyway, um, so this Catholic missionary wrote a wrote that the local natives believed that there were mermaids in the river that would appear on the surface of the river as if the air had still been flapped into a whirlwind by myriads of invisible wings is what he wrote <laughs> so yeah so now we're here so so okay so the river sings it's called the singing river the river sings it's either pascagoula natives who have passed or mermaids i <laughs> gotta be honest i'm not entirely sure what's going on could be both could be both so now now we get into tumblr willy padilly on tumblr <laughs> states <laughs> quote I have encountered the indigenous story many times, but they mostly are a very Western sounding Romeo and Juliet flavored thing. So no likely stories about indigenous connections are faithful in any way. Not familiar with the mermaid part, but I'll keep a lookout for one and keep everyone updated if I come across anything. Edit. <laughs> Easiest thing I could find on Google was the French 1969 film of that name. I'm going to try to watch it sometime myself. It sounds good. <laughs> okay. So yes, according to Willy Padilly, uh, it's just westernized, like, you know, slap the name native on it so it sounds more, whoa, you know. Yeah. It, it's probably just that, and there probably aren't mermaids. Um, but yeah, there is a 1969 film entitled Mississippi Mermaid, which absolutely flooded my search for a very juicy cryptid tale that I did not find. And since I had to be bothered with it over and over again, here is my synopsis of the movie that I have come up with after reading far too many synopses of this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's this little island, okay? And on this little island is a tobacco farmer slash planter. I don't know if they're different. His name is Louis or Louis. I'm going to go with Louis because the movie was directed by a French man. So Louis. Okay. He gets himself your classic mail order bride. Her name is Julie. 
So he and they correspond, I guess, through the papers is what I'm is what I'm understanding. They correspond through the papers, I'll, and so yeah, uh, uh, the like uh, classifieds is that what that is? Maybe what is that song? <laughs> if you like, oh oh, if you like pina colada. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, that one. That song. Yeah, they communicated through the classifieds and realized that they were each other's husband and wife, and then they sparked the love in their relationship. Yes, kind of like song, that. not the film. Not the film. Uh, the film. So they, they communicated through the through the classifieds, and there was a picture of her in the classifieds. And when Julie gets to Louis, she looks nothing like her picture. Okay, but she's still fine. So, okay. <laughs> so he marries her anyway. And their marriage is is I until Julie Julie pulls a fast one over on him and she empties every bank account and just absolutely ghosts him. Okay, get your bag, Queen, is what I would say to that. Uh, now this is where Louis should he should be done with her shit, but no, no, he sees her again in France somehow, and he falls in love with her again. That's the movie. With mermaids. That's the thing is uh, that's all I've got. And okay, so personally, if I were Louis, I'd be following some kind of lawsuit. But whatever. And I have yet to find out how the film has anything to do with Mississippi or mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> but it is entitled Mississippi Mermaid. Lovely. Is Julie the mermaid? I, that's what I'm thinking. Is maybe she's like kind of like you know they're they're likening her to some kind of siren siren esque woman enchantress situation is all i can gather from it the the um the poster for the film and like the cover of the film the dvd cover looks very like erotic novel lovely <laughs> like classic you know blonde man with sexy blonde woman's face in his hands i forget the actress and actors names i'm pretty sure they're famous and i don't uh the director was francois Tufau. Sure. Uh, the stars were Catherine DeVoe, Jean-Paul Belmondo, and uh, Nelly Borgido, I suppose. It could be their names. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure if that's how you pronounce any of them. So yeah, that's the film. Uh, <laughs> the director also wrote it. So Oh, oh he's one of those. <laughs> adapted by, Adapted from a book called of waltz into was. darkness waltz into darkness yes which is oh. set maybe on the mississippi river in new oh. orleans okay now we're getting somewhere yeah well that's something okay so back to <laughs> the mermaids <laughs> that are in the mississippi uh could there be mermaids in the river I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> there there oh, are these things. Okay, so there are these things in cryptozoology known as mud mermaids. They're like regular mermaids, but yuckier. <laughs> they yes. are typically thought to live in the banks of the Ohio. Uh, they're kind of like Harry Potter movie mermaids. You know? You know the ones. Yes. In yeah, the yeah, Goblet yeah. of Fire. Um I guess it's because rivers slash lakes are darker, murkier, so they need to have, like, weird skin and claws. I don't know, man. But again, we don't know shit for shit. So, yeah, sure, there are mermaids in the river. Why not? Probably. (laughs) And that's what I've got on that. Yeah. 
Star is reading reviews on the book. <laughs> yeah. Is it good? Uh, sure. Everyone seems to have nice things to say. We should we should read it. Book club. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um yeah. still talking about Pescagoula, right? Good. Maybe we'll something a little bit more a little bit a little bit more there <laughs> than the potential mermaids. I'm gonna give you a story. Yes. Uh, except time. it kind of, but not really. Um so this cryptid has like two main names and I'm gonna give you the secondary name first. Yeah. Which are the Pascagoula elephant men. Okay. Yes. So it's October eleventh, nineteen seventy-three. Okay. Charles Hickson, then I believe forty-two, and Calvin Parker, then at nineteen left their shift at F.B. Walker and Sons Shipyard. So this was actually Calvin's first day on the job, and Charles is the one who had gotten him the job. Cute. (laughs) It's like a mentor. Kind of. Um, Charles is the older one. Charles suggests going to fishing, to which Calvin says no under the pretense of not having gear, but Charles was like, no, 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 come on. I got the fishing, (laughs) And you can borrow my gear. Um, Which... I don't know if this is a Charles thing or just like a general like Mississippi man thing. It's unheard of for Charles, especially to like share his gear. It's like a, it's like basically passing off your newborn child to somebody. Like it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. That's very like Southern fisherman vibes. Um, so he says, okay, let's go fishing. The cat did Uh, something. I couldn't tell you what. (laughs) Um, so they leave work, they go fishing. Their first location is a flop. There are too many bugs. It's October. There are mosquitoes. It's warm. Not worth it. I can already feel the vibes. I hate it. (laughs) So they actually end up heading back to the shipyard, despite there being, like, no fishing signs posted in the area. Um, Calvin, Calvin says, I distinctly remember I was looking at a boat across it. Um, It was an ore boat that they do the weather with. Um, It was made of steel, and I was thinking to myself, now how does something made of steel float? (laughs) That's where my mind was, and that's when I noticed the blue hazy lights coming from behind. You could see their reflection across the water. So they're in an area, they're not supposed to be fishing, um, but they're doing it anyway. blue lights. And all of a sudden he sees blue lights. Wee woo, wee woo. (laughs) Um, So thinking the lights are police, he turns... Actually, he turned to Hick- he turned to Charles first and said, "Charlie, we're in trouble. You lied to me, and we fixed him to go to jail." <laughs> I love Dalvin. <laughs> but when they turned, police cars were not what they were greeted with. Was it the elephant men? Calvin later describes seeing a long, ovular craft floating mm. around two feet from the ground. A craft. And with it were three quote bulky looking creatures it's me (laughs) um at the time calvin wasn't able to get more um descriptive than that as the creatures were heading straight towards him no thank you i would jump into the water i would probably do the same and take my chances i was about to say i can't swim but that's a lie (laughs) (laughs) i i don't care i hate like river lake water i hate it it's gross Gross. to me i in that circumstance i don't care i'm going right in (laughs) 
Um, he says, so most of the story comes from Calvin. He's the one that like, has talked to media. He is still alive today. So most of the story actually comes from Calvin and not Charles. Um, he says that two grabbed Charles and the third creature grabbed him. And they were carried straight to the craft. Did he get probed? Um, Calvin says that once on the craft, he was injected with a, quote, go to hell shot. <laughs> Um, which forced him to go from absolute terror to peaceful apathy he Uh no longer cared what happened next like he's aware of it so he's given a sedative (laughs) basically but it's a go to hell shot I love that I love Calvin there he is I love him Um, he says he was taken down a hallway and laid on a glass examination table glass that's classy (laughs) Um, he says that something came from the ceiling that was apparently around the size of a deck of cards. He says it makes a series of clicking noises and then it shoots back up into the ceiling. Comes down and makes some clicking. Maybe. Who knows? Um, then a smaller creature enters the room. She was normal, Calvin says. She? Matter of... She? Okay. She was normal, Calvin says. Matter of fact, if I... If I had been in a bar room drinking or something and was single, you know, at this time, I'd probably have asked her out on a date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I just want to say, I've said it a few times now, but I think Calvin is my best friend. <laughs> I, I think I love him. Um, this creature was mostly human looking. The only difference was her two middle fingers were longer than an average human. The, the star- oh wait that's star trek okay i so. can't do the star trek <laughs> <laughs> i can so yeah just the middle fingers were longer interesting um, he says this um non-woman if you will forced him to open his mouth via hand on the jaw Okay. She opens his mouth and then shoves her fingers down his throat. Kinky. Um, he says, I guess he had, she had nails or something because um, the fingers oh. like scratched his throat, <sighs> and he ends Sorry. up like he ends up like gagging up blood. That gives me such a visceral reaction. I hate that. It's awful. Um, when done, it removed its hands and made a noise Calvin describes as an alligator's mating call. So very deep, and it kind of reverbs around. Interesting. I would like to look that up soon. <laughs> Just to know. Um, you, you go ahead and look it up while I'm talking. Um, but then it was done. The creature that grabbed him from outside the craft brought him back outside and sat him beside the river. Hmm. And then it like left. It disappeared. Um, so at first... I'm assuming a similar experience happened to uh, Charles. Ooh. We aren't sure. Sorry, <laughs> I just heard the gator's um, mating call. <laughs> yes, it's like a weird purr, but like yeah. deep and weird. Anyway, um, continue. So at first, the men are placed back. They agree not to tell anyone, but <laughs> they, crazy. they quickly hustle back to their car um, and find that the window is shattered and the car doesn't want to start. That's suspicious. So now, now they've changed their mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> they actually do end up getting the car to start, and they kind of come to this decision like as they're driving. Um, they first try to call 
of the Kiesler Air Force Base. Um, and they kind of explain the situation. Um, but after explaining, they are told that the base actually no longer handles UFO reports. Um, because supposedly Project Blue Book um, was finished. And instead, they should call local authorities. So that's what huh? they <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Air Force Base says, mm, that's not our job anymore. Go talk to them. Anymore. <laughs> anymore. Yep, anymore. Um, so they head straight to the Jackson County Sheriff's Department. Interesting. They were questioned separately and recorded unknowingly. Oh, that's illegal, isn't it? It's Is it? in the 1970s. I guess it doesn't matter. It was in the 1970s. <laughs> uh, Lucy, but I think the recording actually happens when they're together. Um, I have not listened to the recording. There is part of it published. If you want to hear part of the recording, I want to say it is in the libguides.hensic.edu. Um, it's in the show notes. Like I said, it's the libguides link. Um, you should be able to like listen to part of their recording uh, because they're talking together about like what they experienced. Oh, that's fun. Um, so the police are compare the two stories and take into account um, the genuine fear between the two men. Um, and they actually take this account pretty seriously. Um, but it, they kind of go back and forth on whether or not they need to alert the public. Calvin especially had begged begged the police not to tell the general public um but unfortunately somehow i don't know if it was the police if it was charles if it was just like general talk when he turned up for work the next morning everyone knew and the fb um walker and son shipyard was swarmed with news vans (laughs) poor calvin um in addition to the reporters astronomers and pioneering ufologists of course um dr j allen hynek and dr um james hardner harder i love how they always come in pairs <laughs> yeah um arrived in pascagoula within 36 hours to interview and hypnotize parker and hickson um so charles and um calvin calvin says okay yeah Calvin says, um, now how he got from California to Pascagoula, Mississippi, in that short amount of time, I don't know. But he was down there. (laughs) He found a way. Um, So, Hynek, one of the guys, is actually, um, has undertaken three major UFO studies um, within, like, the U.S. Air Force Project Sign, Project Grudge, and Project Blue Book, which is the one we talked about. Ah, interesting. Um, but yeah, next day it's all over town. Um, so I got a lot of this from interviews. They interviewed a, like a local um Pascagoula native, um, sorry, native to Pascagoula, um, Rebecca Davis, and she kind of describes like what it was like in the time she was like twelve. Um, she says, I was at a friend's house, and you know, we live in the Bible Belt. I asked my friend's dad why he was putting aluminum foil on the windows. Um, he told me it was to keep the aliens from getting our brains. Yeah. Duh. Um, so Sorry, if you hear more crying in the background, that's not mine this time. It's the nephew. Uh, it's bedtime for him now, so <laughs> bedtime noise. <laughs> Woo! Um... So then she goes home herself. That was her friend's parents that were putting up aluminum foil in the windows. 
um, she goes home, talks to her parents and grandparents, and um, was told, we do not talk about these things. Don't even mention it again. Oh, all right. <laughs> Lips locked. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, she actually says later, um, despite like the outward secrecy, um, when Davis's grandmother passed in 2005, they actually found that her grandmother had saved every local newspaper article about the case. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just a, just a fun little tidbit. Interesting. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's kind of it. Um, I mean, I read a couple more things. Um, but the, the the whole situation of like these weird elephant he describes them as elephant men later. Um, these big bulking creatures show up behind them, drag them onto the ship. Some potentially photos get taken, um, or test scans are done. Some fingers shoved down his throat, mm-hmm. and then they drop him uh, drop him off again. Interesting. Um, like Some I said sexy earlier, sexy alien lady probes his throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like I said earlier, most of this comes from Calvin, as he is still around today. He has actually written several books about the abduction and the coming years, as this would basically ruin this man's life. Yeah, that makes sense. I was before you said that. I was gonna say he's still alive. We should go talk to him. <laughs> but he's probably sick and tired of people coming to talk to him about it. Yeah. Um. So that October, he was actually only a month short of marrying his wife, <gasps> and because of the media attention, he was um, first fired from the shipyard, <gasps> and then several other jobs as media like continued to follow him. He actually went by Randy and uh, for a bit in hopes he wouldn't be found. Kevin, I'm so sorry. Um, Charles Hickson um, passed away in 2011 at the age of 81. He never once changed the story about his terrifying alien encounter. Interesting. Um, so... That's the story. I actually do have a more in-depth description of like what they saw. Um, uh-huh. The creatures, the cryptids, specifically. Aliens. Not a cryptid. <laughs> so, this is what he has to say about the aliens. I told you earlier we didn't get a good description. He, like, later comes back and says um, what they were. So, this creatures are described as being roughly humanoid shape, standing about five feet tall. Um, the skin shorter than me. That's not big at all. <laughs> no. When you say elephant man, I'm thinking like, ooh, you know? Elephant comes from, elephant, the dis- ele- elephant depiction comes from the skin. So it was pale and colored and wrinkled. Uh, wrinkly like an elephant. Yes, like an elephant. Got it. They had no eyes. <clears throat> Um, and it. slits for mouth. Interesting. They also appeared um, to correct... Their heads appeared directly on their shoulders, like no neck. Oh, that's kind of um, cute. <laughs> and there were three carrot-like growths um, instead of one where the nose should be on a human. So, middle and then out. Interesting, like a Squidward times three. 
Kind of. I actually know I'm lying. One where the nose should be and the two others where the ears should be. I wrote this Oh, like a good word with weird ears. Yeah. Um, apparently they had lobster-like claws at the end of their arms. And according to... I think Charles, actually. Um, they seem to only have one leg. He says their lower bodies looked as if their legs were fused together and what? they had elephant like feet. Interesting. It is I... said they're very hard to like imagine. Well, because I feel like I've seen I've seen a picture of them, but I don't remember that detail. Yeah. Um it is said that they um moved in a mechanical robotic way. Interesting. You know, because I've seen these pictures that look like a normal human guy but with claw arms and weird head so no fused legs but then i see some with the fused leg situation yeah interesting interesting okay um (laughs) i think that description came from you know the most reputable source uh, cryptidsfandom.com yes (laughs) I think if you go back on a lot of our show notes, you'll see that both of us have used cryptids with the Absolutely. Usually where I start my research, I'm going to be honest. Yes. Um, so that's where I believe that description came from. And then I also have a screenshot of some comments left on that post. <laughs> um, someone says, it looks ugly. Yes. <laughs> and someone responded to that person and said, maybe he thinks the same about you. <laughs> it was funny and then finally um so for a very long time the only um quote-unquote evidence we had of from this abduction because that's what it is this is not cryptid it's an alien abduction the only evidence we had was what charles and calvin had to say mm-hmm. until very recently i'm not quite sure the specific year oh never mind i wrote it down 2019 <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I totally know. <laughs> Bailey did her research again. If you've listened to the Minnesota episode, you know that these episodes were mixed up in Bailey's head. Uh, Bailey forgot that Mississippi or that Minnesota existed. So Bailey has had Mississippi research done for like a week now. <laughs> over a week, and I over a week. Briefly looked over it before we started recording. Yeah, and I did my research a- approximately five minutes before we started recording because uh, it wasn't that it wasn't that hard to research so i was a tad more prepared <laughs> mentally for this <laughs> maybe if i just read my own notes i'll know that um yeah maybe that in 2019 another pescagoula native came forward about what she saw the night of october 11th huh i'm taking this with a grain of salt <laughs> which is why it's at the end okay so Maria Blair was a little ways offshore with her husband, Jerry, as he was scheduled to leave on a boat to work offshore soon. Okay. Just soon. Um, she said as it was warm that night, 73 degrees probably, warm and comfortable enough that while waiting for the captain of the boat Jerry was going to get on, he fell asleep himself. Jerry fell asleep. Yeah. So Maria maybe is the only one awake at the time maybe um so her husband falls asleep this is when maria 
uh, saw what she describes as a strange blue light streaking back and forth. She says she saw it rise up in the sky, um, but thought it was nothing more than a plane or a helicopter. Hmm. It moved, I'm assuming back and forth, or kind of just hovered, for about 30 minutes with no sound before it went out of sight. Then she Hmm. says, we hear this loud water. Something fell in the water. It was a loud splash. I thought the husband was asleep. I don't know who this we is unless he woke up at some point. But she doesn't really say when. That's why I say I don't know. She's the only one asleep in the car. Yeah. They hear a loud splash. She says the water was just rippling. And when I looked down, that's when it looked like a person in the water. And I was looking just right below me. Um, Yeah. Blair still doesn't know what she saw in the water at the time and didn't think much of it until the next day when she heard about what um, Calvin and Charles had told the Jackson County Sheriff's Department. She says, I was watching two men being abducted by a UFO. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Sure, Maria. Okay, Maria. Sure. Yeah. On a side note, I have now seen images of Charles and Calvin, and Calvin? Has the thickest sideburns <laughs> I think I've ever seen in my life. Well, I've only ever seen a picture of Charles. I, I have. Actually, I'm sure I've seen both of them. I would say there is one picture of the two of them sitting together in black and white, and that's like it's everywhere. Whenever I search, whenever I search like them, it's yeah. it is everywhere. He's kind of cute. <laughs> He kind of looks like an like an Elvis esque vibe. Oh yeah, I, I think it's because of the now. hair. I think the hair yeah. makes him look very Elvisy because you know the sideburns are like the whole situation on the head. Yep. Yeah. Um, now Elvis. you can go to Pascagoula, and the site where they were abducted is like marked by like a little sign that says <laughs> "Here abductions I here." There's, there's I think there's more descriptors. Like it's kind of like. You know when you're at the zoo? It's kind of fine. Yeah. I think it's like that. But it is marked. It's like 19 so and so. Alien abduction. This man and this man were abducted right here where you're standing. Yep. Pretty much. That's fun. I love that. So yeah, that's the Pescagoula aliens. Or the Mississippi River aliens. Or the Pescagoula Elephant Men. Yeah. Yeah. They have not been seen or heard from since. Makes sense. <laughs> this is the second week in a row that I've done a weird non-cryptid. Yeah, these states, the M states, except for like the river ones or the lake ones, you know, the Great Lakes states. Those ones have got some good stuff. Um, the general M states, though. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Literally, I can I the gas in my body right now. I can't. <laughs> How recently have you had a soda? I know you're drinking one right now, but before. <laughs> this one? I mean, I guess I had a Pepsi at like three. Gotcha. Orange soda is not that like bubbly. This one is, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I there's lots of bubbles in my Tommy Bailey. I'm drinking a legit seltzer, and there's yeah. like, you're not burping all over the place. Interesting. 
I'm also sipping I'm it because it's kind of gross. I'm a very burpy person, so leave me alone. I will say, um, the elephant men... An alcoholic seltzer. Maybe that's why I'm stumbling over my words. Probably. The, the elephant men, them, them boys are, and lady, are chads. Because they just, they're just kind of chilling. Um, what did I do? The mermaids? They're nothing. They're not real. <laughs> there are no mermaids. That, this is where I was going to say, Mississippi might be the safest state for cryptids. For cryptids. I think if you want to stay away from cryptids, you should go to Mississippi immediately. <laughs> because there is fucking nothing. You've got maybe some aliens... And probably not some mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You are so safe. Go to Mississippi right now. I dare you. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of anywhere where you're safer, really. From cryptids. From cryptids. I mean, I guess, okay, I guess like California is just kind of a fun place to be if you want to hang out with the cactus cat. <laughs> oh, the ones we've talked about. I think there are more in uh, California that. I would story. There was a lot yeah. in California. Yeah, California's got a lot going on. It's very long, so. Yeah. It was. There's a lot in like southern versus northern California. So, but Mississippi, legit, legit, nothing. You've got some maybe big feet, which are everywhere. You can't avoid them. You've got some big feet. You've got some potential aliens who haven't been heard from in five billion kajillion years, and you've got. Okay, that's about it. <laughs> you don't you don't have you don't have anything else. Yeah. So I, would, I mean go if you want. I don't particularly enjoy the state of Mississippi. But if you're trying to stay away from cryptids, that's where you should go. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We really are trying to This is a very short episode. I knew it would be. <laughs> the shortest one we've done in a while. Yeah. Well, it had. I, there, I'm t- guys. I'm telling you. You want to hear more about Mississippi Mermaid the movie? <laughs> no, I. We should probably just. <laughs> yeah, we probably should. Well, it's been it's been good, travelers. Welcome to Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, I've been dating. You... Oh no. wait, no, no. You stay right here and you listen. <laughs> <laughs> you you sit down. I know you're about to log off. Don't stop it right now. Get your finger away from the button. Stay. If you want to know more things or see pictures or something, you should go check us out on our socials. Almost anywhere you can find us, ATTY Podcast. Correct. Or you could email us. Podcast at gmail.com. And even, maybe even, if you wanted to give us your money, <laughs> you could get our Patreon. www.patreon.com slash Podcast. That, what Bailey said. Yep. I've been Danny. (laughs) And now I've been Bailey. Bye.